Do you love sports, entertainment, and everything else the mind wanders too late at night while you're alone? No, not that. Jerry Ramsey interviews all the newsmakers, heartbreakers, and playmakers here on Intimate with TV's Jerry on the Franchise Podcast Network. Intimate with TV's Jerry is under new management. This is Ryan Chapman at Radio's Ryan on all the stuff. That's right. In typical Jerry fashion, he's put a ramrod in charge of his own damn podcast. He can't even do that himself. So this week, what we've got for you, Jerry wants everyone to uh, get to know him a little bit better. And uh, I, I tried to get him to sit down and just do a Q&A, try to do that. Jerry insists on showing everyone yet again just how big of a music snob he is. He's going to share with you his seven albums to describe himself with little twists that is graphic and frankly unnerving. So uh, I'm sorry, guys, but uh, that's that's on you, I guess, for coming to this podcast feed. If you like to get down and get weird, I guess Jerry's the right guy to do it. So without further ado, we've got seven albums to know TV's Jerry on the Franchise Podcast Network, brought to you by New Balance and Edmund. Oh, yeah. It is Intimate with TV's Jerry. The post-Valentine's Day podcast. Combined with a couple of things that I saw actually on the uh, Twitter machines. And it was something that's going on around here, and it's, it's called Seven Albums to Know Me, all right? This is right up my alley. I love the idea that, you know, you could put out stuff to get to know somebody just uh, merely on uh, the type of music they listen to. Right? If you've ever seen High Fidelity, uh, you know that in there, John Cusack says, uh, these things matter. The type of books you read, the type of music you listen to, the type of movies you watch, that is way more important than where your family is from. You know, to some people, even, you know, what religion you are. Uh, it is way more important. What kind of stuff do you like? And so the seven albums to know me uh, is, is good for that. But I, I saw that and the seven albums to know me, there's not, I can't, I can't get it down to seven albums. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into quote unquote knowing me. Uh, and then I thought to myself, well, to know me is to love me and to love me <laughs> is to love me. So, uh, I came up with seven albums I've made love to. Uh, so what I'm going to share with you over the next little bits here are definitely seven albums, uh, that were present around, uh, as I have, uh, turned from boy into man. Throughout the years. And we started off with Key Sweat's Make It Last Forever. And uh, that was in the 80s. And that was kind of a, a, a cool deal. Because back then, uh, Key Sweat, by the way, Make It Last Forever, is a fantastic album. Back then, uh, in the 80s, it was more important to be suave than blatantly sexy. Uh, I, I think whenever I say blatantly sexy, you look at uh, just sort of slow jams now and, uh, you know, they, they're very graphic about exactly, you know, what type of honey they're going to spread 
on a woman or, you know, what kind of food they're going to eat off of this lady and what they're going to, you know, do with their genitals uh, around the woman. Like th- this is uh, actually, you know, what we're into when it comes to like love songs. Now, back then, Anita Baker, Keith Sweat, uh, I'll be sure guys like that. They were a lot, a lot more suave when it came to it. Uh, there was, you know, not even innuendo, a uh, romance and sophistication. And Freddie Jackson is another one. Uh, that I really like. So as a growing up, as a teenager, um, and especially listen to a ton of R&B music that I did, a guy like Keith Sweat really resonated with me uh, as far as someone that I would have were their romance to happen. And right about that time, whenever uh, Keith Sweat was popular, and we're talking 1988, 1989, romance was possible. <laughs> and just, I happened to fall into a couple of times where Make It Last Forever actually made the rounds when it came to uh, an album that I would leave on. And I remember, too, back then, you could put an album, an actual album, vinyl. I know people are doing it again now, but it wasn't um, ironic back then. You know, it was something that you could actually do and put on. So uh, that is one of the first ones I wanted to break off with. Uh, just to remind people, one how old I am, uh, and two, this is my preferred, you know, method of, of uh, getting down, is that kind of, what you call it, that kind of song and that kind of music. So, Make It Last Forever, Key Sweat, uh, is the first of the seven albums that I will be talking about that I made love to. All right, now we'll get to number two. Uh, number two might surprise you just a little bit. That's right. Call up Brady Trantham. It's Metallica's Masters of Puppets. <laughs> All right. The story behind this one. I had a girlfriend that liked Metallica. Okay. It just so happens that her and I were hanging out at the same place. And um, for a long time, I was a guy that liked a little music for some atmosphere. So I said, you know, I usually pick. Why don't you pick this time for some atmosphere music? So she goes over to her tape deck. Now, this is on cassette. This one isn't on vinyl like he sweat was. <laughs> she pushes play, and this comes out. It's Masters of Puppets. Very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very intimidating. <laughs> the four on the floor that's happening here. Some uh, very, very intense drumming going on. Lars, obviously, setting the tone for what's going on with that stuff. But here's what I need to tell you. Never, ever, ever pass up an opportunity just because you might be out of your comfort zone a little bit. No, you know, Metallica, I, I like a little Metallica, right? One is one of the best, uh, one of the best songs off of Injustice for All. Everybody liked the Black Album when it came out and Inner Sandman and all that stuff. But, you know, I give, uh, Bertie Trantham a hard, hard time, uh, about his love of Metallica and stuff like that. But the truth doesn't matter as a kid, these guys in their speed metal and what they did revolutionized kind of, you know, the metal scene. For a little while, because it was okay to be harder and grittier and, and nastier. Uh, Rocket sort of made it a turn 
or like your Def Leppard and your Poison. And, you know, it was very popish. Um, if you pay attention, Mutt Lang was a, a big producer for Def Leppard who goes on and produces Shania Twain. So there's definitely just something there where there was a pop peel, appeal to uh, what you know rock people were doing at the time. Not with Masters of Puppets and not with Metallica. I think that this is uh, the album right before, like I said, Injustice for All. Uh, I think that they sort of turned a little bit, understood that they were a popular band. Uh, maybe had a little more sensibility to a pop sensibility to them. Uh, but Masters of Puppets is that last raw album from the San Francisco rock band that just let it out. And uh, kudos, kudos to uh, to the young lady who liked Metallica uh, that popped it in. All right, here's the third one. Anita Baker, Rapture. What an album. Holy crap. If you've never heard of Anita Baker, she runs about 4'11", 5' tall, and just a monstrous voice. If you've heard me talk about Jennifer Hudson on the air, I'm a huge fan of Jennifer Hudson and, and what she can do. But Anita Baker, oh my God. Uh, Slow Jams by uh, Jamie Foxx. Right with uh, Twista, if you remember that song, Nita Baker is is talked about in that. And uh, for about four years, if you met me, I had an Anita Baker cassette on me. If it wasn't Rapture, it was giving you the best that I got, which is the the next album. Uh, and then she talks about her wedding ring and all that stuff. Which, as a as a you know high schooler, you're not thinking about a wedding ring and all that junk. Uh, you're you know you're you're still in high school, but like I said, sophistication was king. Um, back in the 80s and, and R&B. And I, I really, and, and to sound like the old geezer, I'm going to say it, I, I miss those days. I miss the days of sophistication uh, in love songs, um, especially in R&B music. I think that, you know, there's some neo-soul stuff that's out there. India Ari, uh, Erica Badu did it for a little while. Maxwell is another guy. And, and, and we might even talk about Maxwell a little, a little bit later. But that sophistication in R&B and love music just kind of went away for a little while. And uh, it's cool. It's cool to, to, to talk about booty every now and then. It's fine. You can you can say booty. Uh, Jodeci has some great stuff. Uh, you know, Next, uh, <laughs> they did the song Too Close, which is literally about a boner. I mean, it's fine. Do it. That's great. But just it lacked that, like I said, the je ne sais quoi, if you will, the sophistication that people like uh, Maxwell and Anita Baker and uh, Keith Sweat, you know, they, they, they you're never going to get anything as good as that. So on to the next one. That's right. Guns and roses, people. Appetite for Destruction changed my life. It was everything that was good about rock and roll. It was everything good about MTV. It all came together. Yes, I was the right age. 16, 17. If you're just now tuning in, the seven albums I made love to. I had this thing rotating constantly. 
I loved this album. This was a great album. All kind of stuff on here. Rocket Queen, My Michelle, right? Uh, You're Crazy, Anything Goes. All those are great, great songs. Night Train. Uh, But, I mean, the siren that is Sweet Child of Mine, if that doesn't just send you somewhere nostalgically, you're not doing it right. And once again, I, you can unironically right now love Guns N' Roses. They were just in Oklahoma City a little while back. Uh, but I I want to remind people uh, that Guns N' Roses really did revolutionize music. And uh, I hate the fact that they get lumped in with the, the hair bands and stuff like that, because they're really not. Uh, they were glam. Uh, they were hard rock. Uh, they were metal, but they still had that pop sensibility. And I, I, I get it. And I'll talk about that pop sensibility a ton. But Guns N' Roses set a tone for cool white guys. And listen, coming from where I came from, in a very uh, urban setting, uh, a very African-American setting, white guys weren't cool. They just weren't uh, for a long time. And, I, you know, I went through the breaking phase and I said, you know, the sophistication of R&B and, you know, up into the hip hop and, and De La Soul and into N.W.A. and all that stuff. White guys were not cool. Guns and Roses were cool. And that kind of opened my eyes to uh, to a whole new thing. Listen, yes, I was listening to Rat and I was listening to Motley Crue and I was listening to, to Iron Maiden and, you know, Judas Priest and stuff like that. But. They didn't have that cool factor that Slash and Axel and Duff and all those guys had. Uh, and so, you know, I went from uh, maybe wearing a, a Puma suit, right, or a Puma jacket uh, or, and Adidas kicks with no shoelaces. I, tra- you know, I, I sort of uh, transferred into, into wearing a jean jacket and holes in my jeans and, you know, maybe not taking a shower every day or every other day, you know, getting a little, a little dirtier. Uh, that's what Guns N' Roses did for me. It, it made it okay to be a cool white guy. And uh, that was kind of important at the time. Next. This one might not be as familiar to people as some of the other ones. This is Destiny by Zero Seven. Zero Seven had an album called Simple Things that came out in 2001. If you're a fan of the movie Garden State and the Garden State soundtrack... This was also on that. Uh, and if you listen to the singer whenever she pops up, it's a little lady named Sia who ended up having bigger hits uh, in the recent past. I think, what, like five years ago, four years ago with Chandelier. Um, but back in 2001, she was a part of a group called Zero One. And it was pretty damn amazing. Just gorgeous. Absolutely good. Listen to the smoothness of that voice. Oh, so good. So, so good. So, yeah, Destiny uh, by Zero Seven and this whole album, Simple Things uh, by Zero Seven, uh, a romantic album, a mood uh, setting album, very atmospheric, and uh, just one of my favorite albums, even, even. If I was just uh, hanging out and not doing some uh, ugly bumps with uh, the opposite sex. But uh, definitely 
man, uh, when it comes to that, that's also the beginning of like electronic music and uh, sort of that, uh, you know, not really rave music, but sort of chill out, chill mood um, after a rave and cool down music. Uh, remember that, you know, you couldn't just rave all night, right? You had to chill and come out. So after the bar uh, and back in the days, um, it didn't matter. I'd go to Graham's or I'd go to Southside Rock Club, you know, or just any, ki- any kind of, uh, <laughs> any kind of bar that you could go to. And then, you know, if you happen to find company, you bring them back and you put on, uh, some of that. And, uh, man, that really got the mood going. All right. Let's stick in the 2000s. I was following me, 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 I was following me. Number six, Fleet Foxes. Self-titled. This is White Winter Hymnal. So good. So so good. If you ever get a chance to sit and listen to Fleet Foxes, this is perfect cold weather music also. This really, really does set the mood. Whenever it's uh, outside, it's cloudy, maybe a little cold, Oklahoma wind uh, floating across. Uh, just so good. And um, this is another one, too, that sort of sets that mood. Uh, but it, it's not, it doesn't hit you over the head. I think a couple of I played for you. Uh, with um, Keith Sweat and Anita Baker, that sort of hit you over the head a little bit as far as this is romantic. Um, the last couple with uh, Simple Things by Zero Seven and Fleet Foxes doesn't really knock you over the head as far as, you know, this could be romantic. But played in the right setting, right? A little candlelight, uh, a little candlelight, right? And the bathtub, all that stuff. Oh, are you kidding me? Fleet Foxes? That takes care of the business. So, all right, let's review real quick. Uh, Make It Last Forever, Key Sweat, one, Masters of Puppets, Metallica, two, uh, Rapture by Anita Baker, three. How about Simple Things, zero, seven, four. Sorry, Appetite for Destruction, Guns N' Roses, four. Simple Things by zero, seven, five. Fleet Foxes, Fleet Foxes, six. And, of course, you have this lady who is absolutely the best. It's Sade. Oh. Pick something. Just at a dartboard. And the thing is, this lady is timeless. Right? She comes out smooth operator, early 85. And it never ever changes the mood is perfect the atmosphere is perfect her voice is perfect she's gorgeous and have has been gorgeous since 85 and stayed the exact same might sounds cliche it might be whatever uh when it comes to sade but i'll be damned if sade adu is not the sexiest music and sexiest songs around um, and like I said, just throw anything out there from any Sade album. Hell, there's a couple of live albums. Put on the live album, for God's sakes, and it is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Sade, 
uh, definitely has gotten me around uh, a couple of times and, and taking care of my business. So if you're wondering like why I put this out there and why I'm so like blatantly honest about all this stuff, because I'm just like everybody else. And sometimes you need to look for stuff. And I noticed I threw in Metallica. I threw in Guns N' Roses. Uh, you know, the, 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 uh, Zero uh, seven one, the fleet boxes. Like I, I just didn't give you straight up stuff. And listen, I'll give you some almost made it. And the reason why I didn't just throw them in there because they're kind of obvious. I mean, the Sade is pretty obvious, but uh, John Legend get lifted is one that I would highly, highly recommend. Also, John Coltrane and Johnny Hartman, or John Coltrane and Duke Ellington. Don't mess around with John Coltrane in particular. Just don't pick up any John Coltrane album. Some people will tell you love Supreme and stuff like that. But really, honestly, if you want a very simple uh, but very rich sounding uh, music, John Coltrane and Johnny Hartman is a little lesser known album, but it just hits the spot when it comes to atmosphere and whatever. Uh, Maxwell uh, Now is a good one. Urban Hang Suite is a, a, a different one that you could use also. But um, th- these are things, like I said, that are very, very, um, very easy to use, <laughs> very easy to execute. Um, and they're just for, for shits and giggles. Let's go ahead and do a little bit of the uh, Coltrane and Duke Ellington, just so you can... All right. This isn't your gig. It's just not your gig. I get it, but this is good stuff here. So, all right. Can't get any more intimate with TV's Jerry than that. Didn't have a guest. All I had was me and my records. (laughs) And give you a sort of an inside glimpse of what goes down whenever uh, TV's Jerry puts something in the old uh, record player, cassette player, or shuffle. Appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we're going to combine this uh, with a uh, interview later on. Special, special guest. I'll tell you who that is on the other side of this. But if you happen to use any of my suggestions, let me know at TV's Jerry. Remember, subscribe, like, tell people about this, or don't tell anybody about it. Keep it to yourself. But I prefer you tell somebody. All right, Intimate with TV's Jerry. Big time interview coming up next. Well, friends, our big interview fell through, so you're going to get Madison Morris instead on the other side of this. But uh, before we get to Madison and Jerry and some more, uh, you know, intimate, uh, shout out to our friends over at New Balance and Edmund. Uh, Brady and Madison the other day were up at the New Balance Nedman and got some fresh new kicks. I am super jealous. I was hanging out with Brady the other night, and I couldn't keep my eyes off them, quite frankly. The kicks, that is, not Brady, even though Brady is a dashing individual. They've got all the shoes, all the best fits. Get on up to New Balance and Edmund. They will take care of you. Friendly service for the best shoes. Hey, Jerry. You and I, we're part of the Franchise Podcast Network here on Intimate with TV's Jerry. Why don't you pull some strings with the uh, big bosses up top and get us some new kicks at New Balance and Edmund? That's all I want. That's all I want. But now we've got the exclusive interview, getting to know Madison Morris with Jerry on Intimate with TV's Jerry. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
The first damn thing that you say whenever we record is oops. 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 Right. I, I hit the thingy. Okay, so I was kind of getting on. I did a Daily Thunder thing with uh, Brandon. We check your mic. You know never to say the words check when you check your mic, right? Um. Well, now I know this. Da- okay, so uh, let me ask you a question, right? And yes. You've done plenty of uh, audios where you've had audios or whatever to, to people, and you've done plenty of podcasts. Yes. When in a podcast or audio situation have you ever said check? Check. Um, Check. Have not, you ever done that? No, not really. No. Usually I'll be like, hey, say a few things. And Brady or like whoever's on, or whoever's on the podcast with me will be like, hello, one, two, three, testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When have you ever had a conversation where you said one, two, three, testing? Um, not a real conversation. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you might, when you might check, and this is pretty. You just have a real conversation. You just start talking like, hello, tomorrow I will be having eggs and biscuits and whatever. And I will they'll... not because my roommate ate all my eggs and I have to confront her when I get home. I'm <laughs> peeved. Thank you for reminding me. Hello, peoples. It is Intimate with TV's Jerry. I am TV's Jerry. Uh, this is part two of my Valentine's Day uh, Intimate with TV's Jerry. I know it's past Valentine's Day, but if you're like me, love is every day. So don't even sweat it. Uh, if you are listening right now, you know that uh, we just got through listening to the seven albums that I made love to. Yes. Uh, there was the seven albums to know you, and I said to know me is to love me. So the seven albums to make love to, uh, well, that I've made love to. You can try it if you want to. Good luck with that group. Anyway, uh, joining me now, though, on this special Valentine's Day, uh, Intimate with TV's Jerry, it's Madison Morris. Hello. Madison. Hi. Okay, so it was very important for me to have you on as a, on a guest, especially around the Valentine's Day uh, area, because- a couple of things have been happening with you. Okay. I've noticed around the Oklahoma City area, there are a lot of people paying attention to your career yeah. uh, flight or whatever the hell's going on. Yes. You're starting to heat up. Cool. People are starting to want to know, who's this Madison Morris gal? Uh-huh. Who is this lady? Can we find out more about her? And I'm like, yeah. I, yeah, of course you can. Why can't I just turn on a microphone and just start asking her stuff? So, all right, let's establish where you are, who you are, what you do. Uh, okay, so I am Madison Morris. I have been here at the franchise for almost four years, and I am on air on Saturdays with Jerry and John and Brady for the Thunder Insider Show. Uh, I also do a lot of the Thunder postgame shows following every home and away Thunder game, and then Brady and myself have an OKC82 podcast, which is part of the Franchise Podcast Network, and we do that podcast after every home or away Thunder game, and then we do some Random ones, kind of sporadically through the season, they have a daily sh- or a daily, or sorry, not daily, a weekly show on Wednesdays that we record from the press in the Plaza District. We actually did that today, and so yeah, I just uh, talk on the radio a lot. Okay, and and we'll and, and I'm gonna say this straight up: you're a very striking young woman. Thank One you. because when you show up to the Thunder Games, you're going six foot. Yeah, like you are six foot. We had this conversation Definitely. early in your career, mm-hmm. and part of the reason why, just technically, you're a great person to have to get audio and stuff is because you can basically reach over exactly everyone and mm-hmm. get all the audio, all the video, yes. and you do a great job doing it. So, uh, and uh, you actually were a, a palm girl. Mm-hmm. Am I saying it right? That I'm palm. Tr- palm. I'm trying to be. There's considerate. no L. A palm girl at OSU yes. for years. Uh, what? Four years. Four years. Okay. Did you? Were you the? Were you the actual captain? I was the captain. My fourth year. That was my final year. I was selected as captain by my teammates. Okay. So Gabe always makes the joke that uh, whenever you're there, you're also a former athlete. 
Yes. So like all the former athletes, it's almost like a locker room unfiltered. For sure. Because you have Kelly, you'd have Gabe, and then whenever you fill in for me, it's you, and you're also a former athlete. Uh, but so I don't want to talk much about the Thunder okay. yet. Because everyone hears you talk about the thunder. Yes. Ad nauseum, we always talk about the thunder. Mm-hmm. People want to know the hell about you. This is Intimate with TV's Jerry. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, you came from Ada. I did. Right? Made it out alive. Okay. So, what did you do? Were you <laughs> were you Palm in Ada too? Or did I was. you play other sports? Or what yes. did you do? So, uh, growing up, I played basketball. And I know that's hard to believe because it kind of looks like my, I could just like snap my wrist in half now. But I did used to have a lot of muscle and I played basketball. I played softball a lot growing up. That was my big sport. That's why I love covering OU softball when softball season rolls around. Um, what else did I play? I, I was big in tennis. I never really? played for the school, but I played tennis every single summer. And then in high school, I ran track and cross country. And I also was on the Palm Squad, which is called the Cougans in Ada. And fun fact for you, Jerry, yes. I don't like to toot my own horn, but I, I've, been around, I've been around you, so I kind of like feel like I should learn how to toot. And it, it is that I was the first ever four-year Cougan because they did not allow freshmen on the Palm Squad in Ada until me and two other girls came through Cougan Clinic, and they decided that they wanted the three of us to try it out, so they opened it up to freshmen for the, for the first time ever, and then those two girls never made it throughout uh, the full the four, four years. years. So I am the first ever four-year Coogan. You are a legendary yes. palm girl. I they should make Ada. a freaking statue. They of it. should do something. They At least should get, get you a plaque or something. Yes, put it in the high school. Why aren't we doing this? Well, they haven't done it yet. Why haven't you told me about this? Because I don't like to toot. <laughs> this is well, girls don't toot. That's true. Uh, but uh, now that I know this, mm-hmm. oh, don't think during high school football like this is not something I'm thinking about doing over yes. the summer. We need to make this happen. I low key want this to happen. Why aren't you? Haven't you been like the uh, the parade lady? Oh, the uh, the marshal of the, the parade. The marshal. Uh, yeah, that's the, a really great question. Oh my god, I've been the marshal of so many parades. I'm sure you have. I, you've seen me in yeah. one parades. I can definitely see you. You doing need that. to be the marshal of the Ada the high school parade. Order. I completely agree. Okay, well, that's it. That's the little chunkage of, of knowledge that people wanted to. I had no, I have known you for years now. Yes, I had no idea that I I haven't really like talked about it because, like I said, I feel like it's boasting. It but, is boasting. Boast your ass off. Yeah, girl. but now I'm on your podcast, and so I feel like this is okay. prime opportunity to let the people know. I agree. I did. You did a great job. Thank you. So out of there, you go to Oklahoma State. Yes. Which what what made you make that bad decision? Okay. Well, <laughs> so I decided to go to Oklahoma State. Uh, my parents went there, and okay. they met there. My parents. actually actually did go to OU because my dad went to law school and my dad or my mom like followed my dad and got her teaching certificate there. Okay. And so they went to both schools, but they did four years of undergrad at Oklahoma State. And uh, we've just been diehard Cowboy fans our entire lives. Um, and so it was kind of like a no brainer. I applied to a few other places, including OU. And I got in um, to like four different schools, but I did settle on Oklahoma State, not only because um, of Palm, because I really want to do OSU Palm, but also they have like a top five journalism school in the entire nation. Okay. Um, so yeah, I definitely wanted to do that. When did you know, that, like, did you start your freshman year or sophomore year? Like, when did you know, one, you were going to dedicate, and you, obviously you became the captain of the Palm Squad. Yeah. Uh, you dedicated a lot of time to that, but when did you start dedicating time to uh, sports journalism? So actually, I was a professional writing major when I started college, and it was so boring, and I really did not <laughs> like it at all, but I wanted to be a writer. Like, I wanted to write books, be like a novelist, and that's what I wanted to do with my life. So oh, I started, God. I know, right? It's putting you to sleep. But <laughs> I, I got through one full year of taking, like, English class after English class, 
And I was like, you know what? This is fun and all, but I took a uh, media and a diverse society class, and I fell in love with the media, and so okay. I switched. All right. So the, okay. So there we are. And then you obviously you interned with us eventually. Yes. Uh, after doing some stuff with uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, and it, it just knocked you knocked it out of the park. Thank I, you. I think you and thank Brady, you. Keegan Renault, uh, Brandon Conover, all of you guys were mm-hmm. kind of around the same time. And uh, I was lucky. Well, let's okay, let's not get crazy here. <laughs> the franchise was lucky enough to have you guys around. Yes, you were lucky enough to fall under my mentorship. There yes, we go. That, that's that is the, that is the way to to word it. It's good. The franchise was lucky to have you. You were lucky to have me. Yes. That's how we open. Okay, uh, I will accept that. Let's do that. Okay. And so here you are uh, a couple of years in, and like I said, uh, making an absolute splash, uh, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder for sure. But like you said, you're very versatile. You cover OSU football, OSU basketball. Uh, you will be doing uh, softball stuff yes, this summer. Yes, I love covering softball in the summer. That uh, is my favorite. And just and, and two, like I said, I, I, I pay attention to Twitter, and there's a lot of eyes on you uh, as far as you know where you could go from here. And so, which Thanks. you shouldn't, you should stay right here, <laughs> unless somebody offers you my job and then quit. Uh, but if they offer you my job, yes, then you're screwed. Don't ever do this, what I'm doing. All right, so Intimate with TV's Jerry, uh, learning a little bit more about Madison Morris. Uh, Madison Morris, of course, obviously one of the lead contributors when it comes to Oklahoma City Thunder and a ton of sports. Why, why do you like radio so much? I like radio a lot because it forces you to have a bigger personality than you may if you're just like face to face with someone because you have to. If people want to listen to you, they can't see you. They can't like see any features. They can't see your face. They can't see my hands kind of flailing around. And so everything has to come from what they listen to. And so I really fell in love with radio because it gave me the opportunity to be like creative in my own way and just be super audacious. And it kind of made me more confident because I had to like really talk and be you know, not so reserved. And so that's why I really fell in love with radio because it just gave me a personality that I don't think I was confident enough to explore beforehand. Okay. And then did this happen while you were interning? Yes. While the internship was following all this? Yeah, because I never thought about doing radio. And then Kylie Maroney, one of your former interns, was the one who introduced me to this. And I was like, I mean, yeah, that sounds fun. I've always wanted to do TV, but like radio, I would love to start there, see how that goes. And then I did it, and I was like, wow, this is, like, so fun just because it's it's very relaxed, but at the same time, it's so important. And, yeah. like, a lot more goes into it than I think people think. Absolutely. I do. Well, yes, and that's why people always wonder how the hell I have a job. It's because <laughs> I can do all this other stuff that nobody can see because yes. it's audio medium. Yes, it's a lot of behind-the-scenes work <laughs> instead of, like, just putting it out there and, like, people being able to watch it. They can just listen to it. So it's, like, it forces you to be creative, and I really like that. Okay, let's get to the good stuff now. It is Valentine's Day. Um, I... Like I said, we just got through doing the seven albums I made love to. Uh, <laughs> I I have a lot. I'm a very big music fan, yeah. And so music encompasses a lot of stuff that goes in my life. And as you know, with my kids, and you you've met uh, a handful of my kids, of your kids, uh, and you, and you see that to, to make those kids, uh, sometimes you, <laughs> sometimes you got you got to go with some music. Um, as far as I'm not going to go that deep with you, but as far as I am, I'm with Mrs. Ramsey. Yes, I've been happily married for years. I look to you now to ask you about the meat market that is dating <laughs> around Valentine's Day yeah. as a young person. When I was younger, I had to go and do it the old-fashioned way, go to a bar, get a lady drunk. 
Oh, uh, okay. that was that was the old fashioned way. That's a good how way. To, yeah. How to and, and back in our days, meet broads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what we we Love don't that. Do, don't do that anymore. It's 2020. No. I no. totally get it. Right. But that's what we used to do. What does a young person do now, like mm-hmm. with everything that's available to you? Ugh. Well, don't even get me started on like the tenders and the I bumbles. want to get you started because I, I, what the hell are you doing? So I will put this out there right now. I have never had a tender. I've never had a bumble or a grinder or like whatever else they're called. <laughs> I I actually think grinders are just for like uh, gay men. So I definitely have not had that one. Okay, just but ma- just making sure. So any of those uh, <laughs> dating platforms on the social medias or whatever, I've never had one of those because I think that with my luck, I would match with like a serial killer. Or I would get, like, catfish, and I would show up, and then, like, some 50-year-old man would absolutely murder me. Yeah, because 50-year-old men are terrible. I yes. get you. And, yes, we're all murderers. Yes, that's, exactly. That's absolutely true. Yeah, and so, well, <laughs> Jerry, nowadays, I live in this time where uh, sliding in the DMs no, gotcha. is how to do it. Gotcha. Sliding in the DMs. How do you, do you just slip in there? Yeah, you just slip in there, and it's more of like a, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Hey, uh, you seen anyone? Are you a slipper or a slippy? Um, I'm a slippy. Like I receive the slips. Yes. <laughs> okay. You are. You are a slippy. So you. Yes. You still are available to yeah. to make decisions. Oh, for sure. Okay, I have only pursued one boyfriend my entire Get dating out of career. Here. One, and okay. it worked. I dated him for over a year. You said it worked. It worked. <laughs> So you pursued him. Yes. But now you've been pursued. I've Yes. I've always, like, been pursued because I kind of just, like, stay chill until, like, you know, an opportunity presents itself. So, I, and I make fun of Matt Burton a lot because- So do I. He's single. He's single on purpose. I like to say that. Uh, Brady also, Brady Chantham, uh, after his relationship broke up, which yeah. I know I'm laughing about it because it seemed to hurt him, and it just, him hurting makes me laugh. <laughs> Uh, but he's been he's been serial single for a little yeah. while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever I, I, I talk about those guys, I'm going to talk about you in this way, too. How important is it really at this point in your life? Um, So Brady is 29. It might be a little bit more important to him than it is to me. No offense to Brady. Just, like, I mean, it just is. You know, he's older than I am. Shouted it out because he's an old man. He is a little bit older than I am. So I am 24. Personally, when I was younger, I always told myself I was going to be married by 23. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Why would you? First, I don't know. You know, I know a crazy lady that was married at twenty three. Yeah, Mrs. Ramsey. Oh, what a crazy psycho! She's married at twenty three, <laughs> but she found the absolute right fifty year old man. Oh yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> but but that that's that's way too early. It is. I mean, back in the day, though, back in the day, it kind of seemed logical, and it was like, okay, well, twenty three. That's a great age to be married. I think my parents got married at twenty three. Okay, but that was back in like the that's 80s. a different that's yeah, a, that that a different time different, a different time. time. Uh, but how, so, how important is it? To, is it important for you to have a social life? I yes. know you. You work your ass off. Yeah. So you're always working. Yes, um, it's very important to me to have a social life. Okay. I really want to have a social life. Um, I have had a dating life. I have a dating life. And i it's very important to me. You know, I want to eventually get married. Do you so, know? Yes, I do. I, why does that appeal eventually. to you? Why does that appeal to you? Because I don't want to be by myself. Like, I hate being by myself. I am way too extroverted, and I get bored, and, like, I, I, I just want to be with somebody. So, okay, so Madison Morris goes out on a date, right? She doesn't hit up Grinder. 
<laughs> or Bumble. I definitely don't hit up Grinder. Uh, but uh, a young man fancies your your company, mm-hmm. gets a hold of you. Yeah. Okay. What mm-hmm. are we doing? Well, I mean, what 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 is a young man do to impress Madison Morris out in a date? Well, what he doesn't do is uh, talk to me with his whiskey breath, and he just comes, hey, <laughs> hey, how how's you're really pretty. Was that meme that where the guy's like all close on the girl? You know what I'm yes! talking about? That's the, the one I, that just kills me. Do you remember my quote tweet with that? And I was like, this has happened to me. <laughs> like, this has really happened to me. Where like a nasty drunkard comes up to me and like grabs at my shoulder and is like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I was a golf champion in college. <laughs> and I, uh, if you come back to my place with me, I could show you all my medals. Whoa. And I'm like, uh, no, no, skirt. He didn't even say anything about his nine iron? No. Come on! <laughs> you have to, right? Missed opportunity. Absolutely. No, but it was uh, it was really cringy. And I'm going to say about 90% of the time, that's what <laughs> us young women face at the bar scene. It's just absolute cringe. But, okay, so we're, okay, back on the date. Yes, right? Okay, yeah. Where, where's this, what's this young man doing? Where are we going? So, are we going? if it's like, um, I've gotten this a couple of times, and okay. I actually do like it, and it is it involves like sliding in the DMs. Okay. And so I've had someone say like, "Hey, I have, I like, I think you're really pretty. I've thought that for a while, and I would love to take you out to dinner sometime." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, I mean, that's better than a hey, shorty, like, what are you doing tonight?" Or something shorty stupid must, like that. Shorty must know more anyway. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, "Excuse me, shorty. what?" I'm five foot nine, sir. <laughs> I take offense to that. <laughs> so just a, a, a very gentlemanly like, want to take you to dinner. Yeah. All right. Let's go to dinner. I'll go to dinner. It's free meal. What's dinner? Um. So I, I mean, I like Charleston's. <laughs> what? What? Okay. So so when somebody tries to take you to the Burger King. Ooh. Or I mean, they have benches. You can sit inside of a Burger King. No, I don't want to go to Burger King though. Popeyes? No. Chicken sandwich is off the charts. I haven't tried it. Try the chicken sandwich. I will have a day. Listen, if you're following Madison, slip into her DMs and say that you'll take her to eat a Popeyes chicken sandwich. I will say no. Why? <laughs> you just said you like dinner. I real. do like dinner. Okay, so Charleston. So you have to. Yeah, somewhere like Charleston, somewhere nice. There has to be a waiter. Yes. Okay. And like a wine list. Oh. Yeah. That is. That, Let's go wine and dine. That's what I want. That is not what's, well, you, never mind. I was going to say, there's an added part to that at the end. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm just letting <laughs> you know, uh, but you're sticking to the wine. All right. Yeah. All right. And so what? We got to we gotta uh, date this guy, what, four, five times? Like, what? what, what is, what, where do you have the stopping point? Do you just um, like. So before I've gone on like four dates with the same guy before, and then probably after like the fourth one, I kind of realized. And so, you, do you ignore him? Do you cold no, shoulder okay, him? No, okay. I'm going to put this out there right now in okay. case any young men are listening to this and they need help with the whole. Yes, um, that's why you're on the okay, damn show. So, do not ghost anybody. And this goes for women, too. The whole. Have you heard about like the ghosting? I absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, Jerry, you know what the ghosting is. That is so cowardly like do not ghost someone i hate it when it's like oh like we just went to dinner and like we've been seeing each other for a couple of weeks now and then all of a sudden you never hear from them again and i'm like wait what did i do wrong did i say something did someone say something about me did you find someone different so many questions and And none of them are answered nothing yes don't ghost do you follow like okay if you're not following the person you're dating yeah do you follow them on their social media yeah. And then when you stop dating them, do you stop following them? I have done that. Yes. Isn't it a smart- And I got called out for it, too. 
Oh my gosh, I was kind of seeing someone for a few months, but I I told him from the get go that I didn't know like if I saw this going anywhere. But like, just bear it's with be me. Casual. Yeah, it's gonna be very casual. Gotcha. Okay. I told him that straight up, and then we kind of like ended things because I was like, no, I just don't see this going anywhere. So I like casually unfollowed him, and it wasn't to be rude. It was just like that for my sake. I'm just gonna unfollow you. I get a text message the next day. It was like. Damn, you had to go the whole nine yards and unfollow me on social media? Like, what the hell? I'm there. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, who cares? Who cares? It's social media. It doesn't matter. Shorty, you hurt his feelings. I mean, my feelings were hurt, too, when he came at me like that. So so funny. Like, come on. It's social media. Who cares? Uh, Did you have a date for Valentine's Day? I did have a date. Okay. How did uh, how did the pressure of dating someone you're not married to? This is this is why I'm asking you this yeah. because I have no de- I you know, I've been married to my wife yes. since 07, mm-hmm. right? And we've been dating since 04. That's sweet. I like the way I say oh, oh, oh 04, right? We've been dating for let's say I I don't know what it's like to da- I mean, I have yeah. back in the past. Listening to you know three doors down, <laughs> we I dated somebody that I wasn't going to marry. But yeah, what what kind of pressures go into dating on Valentine's Day mm. when it's not your significant other? So it's kind of like, well, my advice to start this off is like don't set the expectations too high because my date on Valentine's Day is actually someone that I am like you know, exclusively seeing. Little, oh, a little more yeah, than casual. Yeah, a little gotcha. bit more than casual. However, it's still extremely new, so I will say I did not receive flowers or anything on Valentine's Day. Oof. And I, like, I kind of got in my head about it for, like, a millisecond because I was like, damn, like, this guy didn't give me flowers. And, like, we've been seeing each other for about three weeks it's, now. It's a protocol. Yeah, and so I was, like, I kind of was it, expecting, like, some flowers or, like, some nice gesture, but I didn't get that. I'm not trying to dig the guy a hole. I'm just saying it's it, Valentine's Day. No, I'm not either. Valentine's Day, it, there's a tradition of flower. At, but you know, yeah, at least, like, a single daisy. That would have been nice. Daisy? Yeah, I, daisies are my favorite. Let's get a damn rose. No, that's so cliche. It's a rose. That's just what. You yeah, know but why I wanted you know a daisy. You know why something's a cliche is because it's done. Like it's done. Yeah, all but the time. that's not what I want. You want a daisy. Yes, I wanted daisies. And so okay. um, I didn't receive right. any flowers, and gotcha. that's okay. Like okay. I got over it. It's not that big of a deal. So I think that's like where the pressures of like Valentine's dating, and sure. I'm doing the finger gestures right yeah. now. Um, that's where it comes from because it's like, oh, like crap he didn't give me anything like does he actually really like me or is this just like a casual valentine's day it's like all this is like churning up in the head <laughs> but aside from that it was very nice we went to whiskey cake and i've been there it was delicious Won- wonderful delicious and then we went to sidecar and had some glasses of wine and had good conversation and it was fun does wine ever turn into beer does it ever get sloppy with you um does it ever turn into whiskey Ew, no <laughs> Why, wait, it's like wine. Where does wine go with you? Yeah. Uh, wine makes me just like very like flirty and very um, almost emotional in a sense. Got you. But if, yeah. But does it take, and see, I, let me try to explain this even a little bit. Okay. So, I, I'll drink wine sometimes too, whatever. Wine's but, great. But it turns into whiskey and then it turns into uh, me going to sleep. Does What does wine turn into you? Like what, what does that turn into for you? So we went to uh, Greystone afterwards and I had a couple of those sex on the beaches drinks. Okay, so it turns into. It turned uh, into vodka. Okay, that's. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so it does turn into mixed drinks still. It turns into cocktails. And never, never a time do you, are you just shooting straight vodka or gin? Oh, God, or, no, no. Okay, no, so no. we haven't gotten to that point in your no, life yet. No, no, no. Where you're just throwing <laughs> Not yet. caution to the winds. Like, just give me a two-fingered whiskey shooter. Yeah. Let's get this going. Give me a triple. Okay. All right, well, that's good. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Like, we seriously had a nice conversation without any thunder. You gave some very good advice. I think it is good advice. I've been through the ringer. And so I know about it. Come talk to me. <laughs> that is pretty, pretty damn awesome. Uh, and then, uh, so to kind of tie this whole thing in a bow, um, like I said, people listening to the seven albums I've made love to, uh, we had this nice intimate conversation real quick. Are you a music person or not? Yes. Okay. Uh, is it, if you put something on shuffle or whatever, mm -hmm. what kind of music are you putting on shuffle? Nora Jones. Get that! Nora Jones? What's wrong with Nora Jones? Holy crap! Nora Jones? Yes, Nora Jones. That's like from 2002. Yeah. I was totally expecting something like some sort of like chill like uh, she is chill. I know. I get that, but I mean, just like a lot uh, electronic chill, or, or even with you from Ada, maybe some. Ew, no, don't say country. Some don't country. say country. So don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not country. I hate country music. Nora Blanken Jones. Yes. Oh my. I love Nora Jones. Oh my God, soccer mom. Do you know how many? Impregnated women are out there because of Norja. Probably a handful because of me. Because <laughs> that was in my gray area. But the I love Nora. Nora Jones. Yes. Oh my god. After the session, do you make a peanut butter sandwich <laughs> and have like uh juice boxes? Yeah. Why not? Whatever you need. That is the most shocking thing you've ever told me. Wait, and, really? Out of all the conversations we've had, we've talked a lot over the last I four years. Nora Jones, she's got it going on. I, I, I agree with you. but She's so good. But I'm a 50-year-old man. <laughs> I'm a 24-year-old woman. <laughs> Nora freaking Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Come away with me. I... In I, the night. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to use Nora Jones anymore. No, please I'm don't. Not, I'm not. I am. <laughs> so gross. There's nothing gross. Oh, my God. Nora is my girl. Unbelievable. The The blue album or the blue, brown album? Uh, the blue. Okay. The, the, you're right. Yes. That blue album is just <laughs> monster. Mind-blowing. Yeah, it is. It, <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Intimate with TV's Jerry just took a shocking turn. Uh, Madison, I, once again, I appreciate everything you do. Everything you do for us here at the franchise. Thank you. Everything you do for me personally. I want to throw out the uh, what literally happened before we recorded the podcast. Chloe needed her knitting stuff for she church. Did. And I was recording a different podcast. And now we're talking about church. You took, well, I mean, go to church, right? You took the knitting stuff to Chloe because I, I was stuck doing it. Damn it. Such an awesome lady. Oh, you, you are such an awesome. You're a cool chick. Oh, thanks. <laughs> this has been the best podcast ever. Uh, you can catch Madison Morris doing a number of things for us here at the franchise. Remember all the post games. Uh, she does them from Flint uh, whenever they're at home uh, here in studio with Brady. Uh, usually with her and Brady, Ryan, you guys have a nice mix. Matt Burton does a fantastic job. You guys are really coming together. And I personally... Mm -hmm. Invest it in that because that was my baby, me and John Absolutely. Ham's baby for years. And I couldn't think of handing it off to better people than you and Brady and, and what have you. Uh, the podcast you. that you guys do, great job. 
Um, and then, like I said, every little thing around here you do, fantastic. Loved having you on the podcast. Thank you. I was happy to be here. I'm glad the world knows more about me. <laughs> they probably didn't need to know it, but, yeah. they, but they do. It's almost like you read that from a card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all, right. all right, great stuff. Appreciate it, Madison. Well, another episode down. Hopefully, Jerry doesn't fire me after this, but you never know. He's got so many interns running around. I can easily be replaced, but... Follow Jerry on Twitter. He is at TV's Jerry. I am Ryan Chapman once again at Radio's Ryan. Go ahead. Please, please, please share Intimate with TV's Jerry with all your friends. Subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. Break the metrics. Leave a rating, five-star review. Hey, if you leave a five-star review and a comment, you never know. I might just read it, shout you out, give you a little acknowledgement, and thank you for your support. We will see you guys next week.